What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Anyway, the Lord Jesus is the wonderful counselor because he does not have to remember page 64 of Sigmund Freud's book on psychology. He doesn't have to get out his notes from Psychology 101. He doesn't have to go find his reference book. He doesn't have to go back to his, his university notes because Isaiah 40, verse 13 says, who, being his counselor, hath taught him? No one. That makes him a wonderful counselor. You know, I, when I came back to the States from, uh, from high school in Switzerland, and so full of sin and, and the French teaching at that time, which was existentialism, which basically says there is no truth. There is no absolute truths in the world. I mean, I had so many problems. And I was so hopeful that I went into the university there in 1968 that finally I was going to find the answers to my problems at this fountainhead of knowledge, the university. I was so frustrated. Because at the university, it only added to my problems. And because I, I found no absolute truth and no help. That's what makes the Lord Jesus Christ the wonderful counselor. Because unlike the university, he teaches absolute truth. When he says things like in Matthew 4.4, 4, Matthew 4.4, 4, when he says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God doth man live. The man shall not live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of Sigmund Freud or B.F. Skinner or some other teacher. But the Lord Jesus Christ is our wonderful counselor because he uniquely teaches us that we live by every word that came out of God's mouth, the word of God. And then he says, and as far as, far as feeling of defilement, he says in John 17, 17, his counsel is sanctify them through thy truth, John 17, 17. Thy word is truth. The Lord Jesus Christ is the wonderful counselor because he didn't teach man that, well, you can be cleansed from your sin and you can become sanctified by just becoming a good person, just by turning over a new leaf and doing good works. He's a wonderful counselor because he uniquely taught man that you are washed, you are sanctified by the word of God. 
as he told his disciples in John 15, 3. In John 15, 3, now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. That's what makes him the wonderful counselor because unlike the university that teaches things like the source of skin is your circumstances in life and your situations in life. That's the source of your sin. He says, no, the source of your sin was exactly what Sigmund Freud was quoting in Matthew 15, 18, Matthew 15, 18, where he said, but those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemy. These are the things which defile a man. And so when I went to the university, I thought I'd come, okay, now I've finally come to the hidden treasure chest of knowledge. Here we are, the hidden treasure chest of knowledge, and I was so disillusioned because I left more hungry, more thirsty for wisdom and knowledge than when I came. But when I came to the Lord Jesus Christ, I finally found what I was looking for. I finally found in him this hidden treasure of knowledge which is described in Colossians 2.2. Colossians 2.2 says it like this, Christ in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Colossians 2, it's a great chapter. Colossians 2 verse 9, Colossians 2 verse 9, a few verses down it says, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him. See, for these reasons, unlike the university, the teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ was just as Job described it in Job 36.22, Job 36.22. But who teacheth like him? That's what he said about God. Who teacheth like him? He's a wonderful counselor because nobody teaches like him. Look how he taught that Samaritan woman in John 4. I mean, that was just wonderful. In John 4.10, where we read things like, Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith unto saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldst have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. And then a couple of verses down, John 4.13, John 4.13, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water in the well shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. And then she understands and she responds in the next verse, John 4, 15, John 4, 15. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. And Jesus saith unto her, go call thy husband and come hither. And the woman answered and said, I have no husband. And Jesus said unto her, thou hast well said, right on, I have no husband. Thou hast had five husbands. And he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. And that thou saidest truly, the woman. and then the woman said, sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. We look at this and we say like Job says, who teacheth like him? Who teacheth like him? His teaching is so wonderful because he's explaining and he's inviting at the same time. When he says in John 4.10, if thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith unto thee, give me to drink, thou wouldest asked of him. And he would have, 
given thee living water. And then he explains, he says, look, the water you're drinking from, it's going to make you thirst again. But if I, you take the water that I'm going to give you and never thirst, and it's going to be in you, this well of water springing up, it's constantly coming into everlasting life. And that's wonderful teaching. That's a wonderful counselor. That's a wonder, he as the wonderful counselor, as a wonderful counselor was teaching her that there was a gift from God that she didn't know anything about. He was teaching her, there's a treasure you don't know, and that treasure is everlasting life. He, as the wonderful counselor in that situation, was teaching her that there is a continuous fountain gift from God, a fountain of everlasting life that never make her thirsty again. And so he says to her, and then she responds, and then he goes on, he as the wonderful counselor told her, he said, all you need to do is ask him for this marvelous living water of everlasting life. And she responds, she said, I'm asking, give me the water, give me the water. But then he as the wonderful counselor taught her not so fast, not so fast, because you can't have this eternal life unless you deal with one issue in your life. He is the wonderful counselor was teaching her when he said, go call thy husband and then come back. And then she said, I have no husband and so forth. He is the wonderful counselor was tenderly teaching her, you've got sexual sins that are so rampant, that have so, been so rampant that you've got to confront and confess. You've got to confront and confess. You've got to confront those, name them for what they are, and then you have to confess them as a precondition before you can receive this gift of this soul-quenching, living water of everlasting life. That's a wonderful counselor who's doing teaching there. And then we see that he's the, the wonderful counselor because of the source of his counsel, the source of his counsel, which is explained to us, the source of counsel. There's two counsels. There's two counsels that James talks about. James talks about two counsels. James 3.17, he explains about the counsel that's from above, which is what he has, that the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy, good works, and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. That's the wisdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the source of his counsel. It's from above, and it is above all pure and clean and not in any way promoting sin, not in any way. By contrast, the wisdom of the world is in James 3.15, James 3.15, where it says, the wisdom descendeth not from above, it's talking about the wisdom of the world, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. Earthly, sensual, devilish. See, that's a, but above all, the wisdom of the world is sensual and devilish. Christian girl one time was having problems, so she went to a psychiatrist, and he listened to her problems. And then after that, he said to her, you know where all your problems are coming from? All your problems are stemming from all these rules and these laws that you have in your life. They're suffocating you. You can't breathe. You need to get rid of all your emotional problems by just doing one thing. What you need to do is just throw them all off. Throw off all those crippling constraints 
in your life and get rid of all your inhibitions and, and forget about all those, you can't do this and you can't do that. And just go out in life and live it up. Enjoy yourself. Forget about all your rules and, and throw off, throw to the wind all your inhibitions. Discover there's new thrills, there's new excitements out there in life. That wisdom is not from above and it is not foremost pure. That wisdom is earthly and it is foremost sensual and devilish. Our wonderful counselor always gives us counsel that is pure, that is pure. And the wisdom of our counselor is that it is above all, first of all, pure and then peaceable. It's peaceable, it's peaceable. What's that mean? He leaves us with, our wonderful counselor leaves us with a wonderful peace, a wonderful peace. If that Christian girl had followed that psychiatrist's advice, she would have found pleasures, but no peace. Pleasures, temporary pleasures. Because sinful pleasures are not long-lasting pleasures. They're described in Hebrews 11.25. In Hebrews 11.25, speaking about Moses, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, just for a season. It only lasts for a season. Our peace, the peace that our wonderful counselor gives us is so different from the world because he said in John 14, 27, John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. He's a wonderful counselor because his wisdom is according to James 3, 17. It's gentle and easy to be entreated and full of mercy. You know, it's not hard to go to him. He's a wonderful counselor because it's not hard to go to him. I mean, you know, we don't, it's, he's a wonderful counselor because we don't have to go to our primary care physician first to get a referral to go to him. <laughs> He's a wonderful counselor because, you know, we, we, don't, we don't find out that he's booked out for a month and then we have to wait for an appointment for a month. And, and, or maybe someone will cancel early and you can get in earlier. It, it's not hard to go to our wonderful counselor. Easily entreated, easily entreated, easy to be entreated, easy to be entreated. So we go to him as our wonderful counselor. We don't find a person who is harsh, who is removed as some sort of certified specialist who pushes us back with a cold professionalism. But the wisdom that's from above, John, as we're saying, John, James 3.17, James 3.17, the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, then gentle, then easy to be entreated, full of mercy, good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. When we come to him, we find in him that he's gentle, that he's full of mercy. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. When we come to the Lord Jesus as the wonderful counselor, he doesn't make us feel so low that we could sit on a dime and swing our legs. You know, he, you know, he doesn't say, what do you want? <laughs> Are you here again? He doesn't upbraid us. As it says in James 1.5, James 1.5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not. That means he doesn't make you feel like a fool. And it shall be given him. So there's another important description of our wonderful counselor, and it's in James 3.17. It says he's without partiality 
and without hypocrisy. Those are two different things. The Lord Jesus Christ is a wonderful counselor because he's without partiality. It means he doesn't take sides. He doesn't take sides. He's not prejudiced. He's totally fair in matters. And when it describes him as without hypocrisy, he'll never say something like, look, just do as I do and don't do as I say and don't do as I do. He'll never say something like that. He alone talks the talk and walks the walk. We're never going to be disappointed by saying, did you see what he did? Oh, no. No, that's never going to happen. In fact, he challenged his enemies on this point in John 8, 46. John 8, 46, he says, which of you convinceth me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? In other words, which one of you can point out for me hypocrisy, where I have said something and I haven't lived up to it myself? And then, and then, and 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 he was talking about the devil, and he, in the end, and he said in John fourteen thirty, John four three fourteen thirty, he said, "Hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me." You know that every time we sin, we give the devil a beachhead, we give the devil a landing point, we give the devil something in us, and he said, "The devil, the prince of this world, hath nothing in me, hath nothing in me." He described his father's commandments in John 15.10. John 15.10, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my father's commandments. See what he said? Even as I have kept my father's commandments. None of us can say that. Even as kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. So, And so that was what happened when he was there with that woman who was taken in adultery in the very act of adultery in John 8. That's what started off the the roller coaster of John 8 with his enemies and so forth. As they found this woman who was taking adultery in the very act, and they and, and they said, Okay, stoner, stoner. And in John 8, 7, John 8, 7, so when they continued asking him, Stoner, stoner, shouldn't we stoner? Shouldn't we stoner? They, when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that's without sin among you, let him be, let him first cast a stone at her. And again, he stooped down and, and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted of their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest to the youngest. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing there. See, he's without hypocrisy. He's, an, he's a counselor that doesn't negate his own counsel by the rotten life that he lives. That makes him a wonderful counselor. He's a wonderful counselor because he tells us what our problems are, but he doesn't just do that. He tells us then the solution to our problems. In other words, when it says in Psalm 73, 24, it uses this word guide, guide. When he says, thou shalt guide me, Psalm 73, 24, thou shalt guide me with thy counsel and afterward receive me to glory. That's a wonderful counselor. It's a wonderful counselor who doesn't just stand you if you fall into a, a well and you're down at the bottom. It's a wonderful counselor who doesn't come around and says, you should have never fallen in that well. Now, I'm going to tell you how you should not fall in wells. Okay? Have a good day. He, he doesn't do that. But he tells me he, he's, he's a counselor that receives sinners into glory. In, in Psalm 32.8, in Psalm 32.8, he says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. He says, I will guide thee with mine eye. When he says that, 
It means he's giving, keeping a close eye on our personal lives, on our individual circumstances. So when we come to a decision point in our lives and we stop and we don't know what we should do, we don't know if we should go this way or that way, I'm at a decision, I don't know what to do, I need my counselor, my wonderful counselor. He steps in with Isaiah 30, verse 21, Isaiah 30, 21, and it says, thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. When you turn to the right hand, and when you turn to the left hand. In other words, it's a constant, a con the wonderful counselor is constantly with us, and he's telling us, no, don't go that way, go this way, do that. Psalm 48, 14, Psalm 48, 14. For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even unto death. What a wonderful counselor to be with us through all of life. And then when it says our guide even unto death, it's into death and through death. In life, he's our guide. In Psalm 20, it's the 23rd Psalm. It's all about that. Psalm 23, 1 and 2. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my way. He, he in my soul, he, he, he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He leadeth me. He leadeth me. Oh, blessed thought. And in heaven, what do, how do we see ourselves? Continuing to be guided by him as it says in Revelation 7.17, Revelation 7.17, for the lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them unto fountains, uh, living fountains of waters, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Our lives have got to be the ruled by, this, the, by, by, by these rules of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. He shall lead thee, in other words. You know, it's one thing to, to have a counselor that gives you good and wise counsel, and then it's another thing to have a counselor that's able, that's able. And each one of these titles in Isaiah 9, 6, and 7, 9, 6, and 7, it shows us that he's able, he's able, again, on the, the, the diploma's on the wall. He's the son, God the son that was given. He's the one who has the government of the whole universe on his shoulders. He's the one who's the mighty God. He's the one who's called the everlasting father. He's called the prince of peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth and forevermore. This is the zeal of the Lord of hosts that's gonna do this. So, he's the wonderful counselor because he shows us the Father. He's the wonderful counselor because he doesn't need any counsel or training for himself. He's the wonderful counselor because he's experienced in all of our troubles. He's a wonderful counselor because the source of his counsel is from above. He's able and he guides us. These are just some of the reasons why he's our wonderful counselor. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for sending your son to us, Lord, to be 
our wonderful counselor. And help us, Lord, to, 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 to always go to him for, for direction and guidance. In Jesus' name, amen. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org and sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestorationministries.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California. Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Tom Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org.